following is a special presentation of the Benefit of the Dowd podcast. From Chicago, it's the Doubting Thomas podcast with Clifton Thomas and your host, monthly recap with special guest mike bender tube han mike what is up my friend hey how you doing how you doing i am doing well i am doing well and joining me as always is co-producer cliff cliff how are you doing hello excellent excellent and we are doing the monthly recap of a mere what seven days before the month actually ends because the last time we tried to get closer to the end of the month everything got screwed up so so here we are and we are recapping the month that was of november 2020 and i I don't know about you guys but like my year is starting to kind of take an upturn here like 2020 has been garbage with the exception of the launch of this podcast but like everything else has been terrible and like we're going uh we're going live and hey zachary palmer welcome to the show good good to see you here so um anyway guys like how is how's your month been i i i don't want to like be oh well you know i got my new car and no i don't want to no, like but just generally how are you guys doing yeah it's turning up a little bit yeah 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 all right all right how about you cliff everything coming up roses so i'm gonna say like the last month it, it feels like i just recorded the last one with you this month has been we, well. A blur. We kind of did actually. <laughs> um, I honestly don't know where the month of November has gone. Uh, my work uh, has been insane, so yeah. But it's I'm good. I'm good. You know, when you spend you know an extra two and a half weeks staring at election results, the month tends to fly by. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to talk about that because this is not a political. Uh, political pod there's actually a lot that we need to talk about so um i think it really we just need to kind of just dive right in here and and get the ball rolling and i want to start off now the reason mike is here is because uh, initially i was going to do my iphone 12 pro review this month but and as i said this on the podcast last week you know, uh, obviously, in retrospect, it was when you hear this, it'll have been like three weeks ago. But I said on the podcast last week, as, as a reviewer, I just don't think I'm there to have a good enough understanding of the iPhone and of iOS in general. I'm getting better at it. Um, but like, so Mike was going to be here to, you know, kind of talk about the iPhone a little bit. I know, Cliff, you've used an iPhone occasionally, as you do, because you tend to buy go the through phones meander, like popcorn. Yeah. The, yeah, you, te- the you tend wilds. to wander. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, but but that being said, I haven't done the iPhone review yet, but I, I didn't want to, like, you know, renege on my uh, invitation to Mike because he's a buddy. Uh, we go back a long ways, actually. Yeah, we and do. So, um, and so uh, anyway, so, Mike, I just wanted to get your impressions of of the iPhone 12 Pro and just, like, I know you're an iOS fan, so I just want to know, like, what what draws you to the platform? Um, you know, it was honestly just it. It came from a spot of just kind of being burned by early Android. It, it was just kind of stuff would come out, and all of a sudden, things on my phone didn't work. Okay, and just on iOS, it has to work. So, 
that hmm. the way they the way they you design know, the store, it all has to work on stuff. So I would not be surprised if I found out that like a lot of iPhone users were burned by like early Android days. Because honestly, Cliff, those are some rough days. Oh man, <laughs> so. I was just remembering. In fact, I I have sitting around here somewhere uh, the original G one. Uh, the T-Mobile version, oh, wow. and just going back, and I think it's actually on, like, Donut. Like, it's on one of those early builds. You're just like, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, see, I thought you actually set it down on a Donut. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, it has a uh, herniated... Has hemorrhoids? Yep, hemorrhoids. There you go. <laughs> a little red Donut for the phone. That would be kind of funny, so, actually. Uh, Someone needs to make that. So, so Mike, uh, Zachary has a has a good question. It, it, you know, talking to me, but like you having actually experienced both phones, I think this is actually more of a question for you. Is everything that I've said when he says you, I assume he means me, but <laughs> it's all about me. Uh, when when everything that I've said I liked about the iPhone 12 Pro would that have applied to last year's iPhone 11 Pro? Are they basically the same phone? Because I've heard a lot of people say that. Uh yeah, in terms, you're not getting like, you're not getting a lot more this year. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some tweaks and stuff and like design changes, but all in all, the camera system's similar, um, and it, it runs it runs just the same. Even with a smaller battery, I'm still getting about the same battery life. Uh, my battery life has been actually very respectable. Respectable. I haven't been going to bed like. I don't think I've seen, and, and okay, on Android it would have turned red, but I don't think I've seen the iPhone um, icon turn red yet. Like, I, I want to say I've been going to bed around, like, you know, 30, 25, 30% roughly on there most days. Go. Yeah, I, honestly, so, I think the biggest change, did my voice just change on here? Well, that happens uh, to all of us eventually, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I just wondered if my mic is still the correct mic. Let me make sure here. Make sure I'm recording. Yeah, you did get a little echoey there. So check, 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 check. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. All right. So and if it, if it's not the same mic, then it'll just be a nightmare for me in post. So that'll be <laughs> it'll fine. be fine. No, <laughs> no worries. It'll be great. It'll all be right. Great. <clears throat> um. So yeah, to, to me, the the big change is just in the in the design. Going from the sort of uh, rounded oh, yes. rounded yes. sides and in that sort of iPhone ten design language um, to where it is now, and I I really like that. Like I'm really glad they they're kind of hearkening back to the iPhone five style. And yeah, oh yeah. I do wonder totally, how, how totally. is it is it comfortable to hold when it's scaled up like this though, to this larger size. Well, you should know I put a f- case on every single phone that I own because I'm a klutz. <laughs> so, um, and it, it's funny because I've got this case from Gear Four. This podcast not sponsored by Gear Four, but I'll, let's be honest, it may as well be. Um, but like, and it's I, I I actually had to take the case off the phone earlier today so I could take some photos of it, and I felt like I was gonna rip the buttons off the phone just by pulling off this because it's on here, man. It's not. It's not going anywhere. It's crazy. But yeah, I love the squared off design. And actually, that's reflected in this case, too, because the the case is actually very, very squared off as well. Kind of has to be because that's how cases case. Um, But yeah, I definitely am digging hard on the uh, on the iPhone four ish design that they have going on here. I love that design language, the squared, the squared corners and the squared. Mm -hmm. No squircle, though. I'm a little disappointed that squircle isn't there, but. Um, and a little preview to the uh, episode, to the podcast episode coming up this weekend. Um, I will take a fingerprint sensor over Face ID any day of the any day of the week and twice on Sunday. 
Um, just because, like, Face ID is good. Face ID is actually a, a remarkably better than I thought it was going to be. But we're all wearing masks now. Yeah. Um, I was and, ask about that. So how that's a bit of a problem. with the mask? Hey, Michael Keeper, how you doing? Um, so Minnesota is in the hizzy. That's cool. So um, anyway, um, so just getting back to the iPhone in general, I, I, I don't know when I'm going to be ready to review this properly because, like, I've gotten a lot better at iOS, like, as if that's a talent, but I've gotten better at learning iOS in the past few weeks, and I'm really glad that I did not try to force out a review before it was before I was ready to do it because I would have dinged the hell out of the software and the software isn't as bad as I thought it was but it's also not as good as it could be um but that's probably probably safe for a different right right so now um Mike since you're here I wanted to take the opportunity I know that you just recently reviewed the TCL 10 Pro on your yes. channel, link yes, in the show did. notes. So be sure to go check that out. And so, you know, Cliff and I have already given our thoughts on the TCL 10 Pro, but I just wanted to get your thoughts before we can transition over into the TCL 10 5G, which Cliff and I both have. Uh, you know, overall, it's def- it's really a cell phone, especially right now when they have the, I don't know if you saw, there's a coupon on Amazon right now. Oh, yeah. After, after that, three three fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so, that's crazy cheap. I mean, it's if you're not like a super power user, it's it's a great phone to have. Like, it does a ton of different things. The main camera is obviously the best camera, and everything else is kind of wishy washy after that. But it gets the job done. I like the dual LEDs, and my main thing I was saying in my review, the shortcuts available on this thing, right? I, it, yeah, there's shortcuts everywhere. There's like, if you hate this, you can do it this way. Mm-hmm. If you hate that, don't worry. You got three other ways to do it. And they kind of sneak up it, on you. Yeah. I, <laughs> like I said in the review, it's like, if they had any more, it would kind of turn into a complaint. It was... <laughs> yeah, it's it. Cause when, Which, by the way, there are more, so it is going to turn into a complaint because I found more the other day. <laughs> when you use TCL's take on Android, yeah, it, it feels not quite stock, but not that far off of, of, of like a yeah. kind of stock Android build. But the, yeah, then when you start following those little touches and it's like, Oh, I see you TCO. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down, <laughs> but um, you know, the one thing that I really liked about the TCL 10 pro was the fact that the camera module on the back was completely oh. flush. Now on, on the TCL 10 5g, you kind of get that too. I mean, it's up by maybe a millimeter, but it's also like the entire width of the phone. So like when you're sitting down on the table, it doesn't rock back and forth. Hey, I can see me in the back <laughs> oh, of the wow. phone because of that mirror finish. Um, so here's a question so, for you with this phone really quickly before we go into it any further. Did you, yeah, absolutely. I thought, and I wondered if you had the same experience when I took this phone out and until I actually read the specs on it, I thought the back of this phone was plastic. Talking about the, the, um, you know what? I, I, I might've gotten that impression. I don't remember, honestly. So it has kind of a weird, I don't know what the finish is on the glass, but if you feel this versus like, um, something from Samsung, it just has a, and I'm not talking about the silky, like matte finish that like the 10 pro has. Right. It just, right. and then I'm not, it's not bad. I was just, I was kind of surprised at first, just first impressions kind of. Yeah. Like, 
And especially when you find out that it is glass, but like you know, I don't, I didn't really care what the back was made of because of that transflective three D glass finish that's Ooh. on there. Uh, I, I, you really can't see it here, unfortunately, yeah. and that's uh, that's a consequence of actually having decent lighting for a camera. Uh, but but anyway, like if you if you watch my unboxing, which let's talk about unboxings in a minute. But anyway, if you watch my unboxing, I, I was able to capture some of the play of the light on the back of the phone. And I'll, I got to tell you, like going back to the Honor 8, was it? Mm -hmm. It was the Honor 8, right? What you bought from me. I, yeah, I, I have very thoroughly enjoyed using phones that I can spend as much time looking at the back of the phone mm. as I can looking at the front of the phone. And like this phone comes to mind, um, you know, obviously the Honor 8, a lot of the Honor brands, actually. Um, and uh, what are some of the others like? I think Vivo had one that was pretty crazy. And um, uh, there was one at CES 2019, and I can't remember. It was one of the kind of like... We, we never really put out a phone that you should take seriously, brands, but, like, still, it was kind of cool. I, oh, There's, that's, that's going to bug me. If you look at a, a lot of the stuff that's coming out of, um, actually, it's a lot of brands that we don't get. So a lot of the stuff from Huawei slash Honor, mm -hmm. um, stuff from, like, Real mm -hmm. Me, Realme and the other BBK, BBK brands, even on, like, the plastic backs. I think I was looking at, um, Miriam Jawar was unboxing a, um, uh, a Realme phone the other day, and it had, a, like, a half half of the phone had a, a different like it was almost like it had been run on a grinder at a different level so it like reflected differently but it was also a matte finish it was just and like what uh huawei does with uh the mate series with that finish around the the camera hump and it's a circle oh yeah it's yeah. Just, yeah yeah it's yeah. interesting to see uh because it's almost becoming like um depending on which brand you're talking about uh sort of uh each one has its own thing kind of going on yeah i i like i i, I definitely lo love a a and and you, I'm sure, Cliff, as a designer, you probably really dig on that type of stuff, just because. Yeah, and like you said, I like uh, what's going on with the 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 ten five um, G here. It's it's mm -hmm. great. Yeah, I mean, like the ten five G has been has been a really solid phone. You know, you can do a lot with it. It's powerful. It's got the Snapdragon seven sixty five G in it. I, is it the G or is it just a straight up six seven sixty five? So a I review remember. I read just when I because I was looking at it for comparison said it was the seven sixty five G. If you look at their specs, okay. it just says seven sixty five. So I'm honestly not oh, sure. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it could go either way. But anyway, like it's it's in the seven sixty five is a very capable mm -hmm. processor. We've seen it in the Velvet. We've seen it in the Revel 5G, I believe, has the same one. I have it in the Moto and Edge so, as well. Has the the seven sixty five. Yep. The Moto. Oh, thank you for reminding me about about the Moto Edge because I need I I need to give you five minutes on that one. So because we t we talked about sure. that. So, um, but anyway, it, it's a very capable processor. I was a little disappointed in the cameras, um, just because like the Revel Five G, which is also made by hmm. TCL, um, it's the same phone. Had they're both a nine sixty five model actually. It, it, but the camera modules are, are are like there were some surprises in the Rebel yeah. 5G that I did not find in the TCL 5G, which I was a little little disappointed about. But um, what I will say to finish up on the 5G on the TCL 5G is that this weekend, um, while everybody is punching each other in the face at Walmart on Black Friday, I'm going to be 
strolling my way all about all around uh, the Chicago area from this isn't going to mean anything to you, Cliff, but like Mike knows I'm going to be going from Cal City up to Antioch, all the way out to Elgin, down to Joliet and everywhere in between. Are you refilming it, the Blues Brothers? No, do you no. Have, do you have a used police car? But I am going to old Joliet's prison, so <laughs> <All right. laughs> that that is on the agenda. Actually, I know um, where Joliet is. That's where my uh, father-in-law's from. So, okay. oh, okay, yeah. okay. But anyway, so I'm going to be testing 5G on the TCL 10 5G. All right, and the Velvet AT and T branded Velvet mm. and the T-Mobile Revel 5G. So I'm going to be testing all three okay. carriers 5G networks. In I believe I have twenty different locations mapped out um, throughout the Chicagoland area, and actually, it's actually closer to like twenty-five because I'm going to go several places downtown. I just put downtown as like one location, okay. but um, but anyway, so there's going to be a video on that on YouTube, and I'll be doing some. Uh, I'll probably do some kind of summary on it on the podcast. I don't know how, um, <laughs> but it's not just going to be like clips of me talking, but maybe it will be. I don't know. That'll be interesting. So. So it, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm really interested to see like who like whose network actually kind of lives up to the hype. And I suspect I know which one. And I don't think Verizon and AT and T are going to like it. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if you can pick up much of the new um, uh, spectrum that I guess they 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 re they basically relaunched their five G on in with Verizon that's sharing the yeah. same bandwidth as four G. Yeah, the um, the uh, here's here's what we needed to do in order to carry the iPhone 5G. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So one quick exactly. thought on the on the um, 10 5G. So remember when the the L, the Pro, and this phone were first? I guess it was shown at CES, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I I, I want to say they were teased at IFA last year, but okay. they were officially shown or at least like confirmed at CES. So and the, so the the five G in in some form was actually shown on their product page in the U.S. and then it kind of disappeared. And if you go back and you look at the specs of what was shown then, and what we have specifically as a uh, exclusive on Verizon, right? It's I mean it's kind of the same phone. There was an international variant right. um, that came out, and that was like over the summer because I remember asking TCL about that. I'm like, I'm still on your list, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, this is not U.S. So right. I'm like, okay, good. It, it's, <laughs> like, just, it's always yeah. interesting to see, um, and I, I'm curious to see if some of the – because I, I don't have the Rebel like you have to see if, mm-hmm. if some of those – some same changes were made. Like if you look at the uh, the main sensor is the – 48 megapixel isocell that the L has instead of the 64 that it was originally supposed to ship with and would also and which is the same sensor that ships on the Pro so they it went down in terms of um, total um, megapixels and they also removed the uh, customizable like Google Assistant button on the right side right, right. and it's just right. you which... just wonder like what in those conversations, you know, when they're when they're tweaking it for, like, did they take out the button because they needed antennas for the ultra wide band? Is it they just don't yeah. want? You know, it's just interesting to see those cha- those changes that are made. Did they lower the spec on the camera because it was competing with something, or did they just need to get a few a little more margin yeah. in it? And did they make those same changes with the Rebel? I, I that's those like are a, very good questions. Does to it ask. have Does it have the button on the side? It does not. Oh, it does okay. Not. So huh. yeah. So interesting. Like, 
Yeah, so like the here's the rebel, and we have just power, oh. volume up, volume down, and then here's the so no, it's five G. It's with the volume quite a bit different. It's it's, it's got that uh, iPhone esque slash oh pixel, yeah yeah pixel oh, totally. four esque little like totally. uh, stovetop mm-hmm. going on there. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's so, what yeah, I like they, calling it anyway. Well, that's what that's why when you said it was the same module, I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> well, um, the, it's, but the I model think... number, they're both nine sixty five from yeah. That's so they're based on the same. Anyway, Let's, I don't know. I, I was do doing this. a little digging without, with this. Yeah, without the cases. Oh, so then I like can, the look yeah. of that though. Too okay. is that glass? The, the on the rebel mm-hmm. on, on this uh, this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it's it's so weird because it's like backwards. <laughs> um, I believe yeah, it is. It is a glass finish right. on the back. Oh, too. And it's got the little so. uh, touch of color on the side there with the power button. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So it is very fun. So <sighs> that's gonna Sorry. be. This you're is... gonna see plenty of those on the YouTube video. It's good ra- it good radio we're doing here. <laughs> but now, Cliff, we have a request from our audience. Tell us about the edge. So, okay, a little context here. Uh, we had Cliff uh, queued up for the beginning of the month to do a Moto Edge review. But honestly, reviews are a lot of work, and I don't pay Cliff. Uh, so, and he just he just had like a lot of day job stuff going on, and I think you yeah. had like people in over the, uh, from out of town. It was like I it did. just it did not work out. So we yeah. ended up having to. We ended up having to scrap that, but I did want to give him time on the recap to, you know, give a, kind of a TLDR version of what sure. he would have said in the review. So because he has been cheering for this phone in our private Slack for months. I have. So, so Cliff, get it all out of your system. <laughs> Let's go. So it's funny, right? This is like uh, between all these phones we discussed, that's like the fourth 765 based phone. That I've used, right. and it's interesting to see how much a diff- difference a software makes in terms of performance. I mean, the the Ed, not not to say that any of the the phones with the seven sixty five aren't decently fast, but the Edge feels like it's got an eight sixty five in it and like eight gigabytes of RAM. And I think it's just it's Motorola optimizes their software so so well. And I think if you're buying a Motorola phone, that's one of the things you expect. All those little software niceties like the chop chop for the flashlight and the uh, twisty door handle, whatever you want to call it, to launch the camera. And so all those niceties are in there. It's it's just a departure from Motorola though, because really all they've been building, at least for the this market, have been like you know value oriented phones like lower middle range to like the moto e you know so like 100 bucks mm-hmm, and up mm-hmm. um this has an absolutely gorgeous display and it's got those take it or leave it you know waterfall edges um <laughs> but leave it yeah for a lot of people you know what <laughs> I, I actually found that I, I didn't have a lot of accidental touch issues like i have with some of the uh, samsung phones or even on okay. the or even on the lg's uh uh velvet so mm, okay. I still think I prefer a flat screen, but I'll tell you, it's it's one of those phones. I actually had it with me when I went down to visit my parents, and my my brother was uh, there, and he'd never seen it, didn't know didn't know what it was. Um, but when it's it's just such a striking display because of the way it falls off, and it just has the little bit of bezels on the top and the bottom, really really thin. So I mean, you can do that with an AMOLED screen, which this has. But uh, yeah, so. Um, I think a lot of things are kind of like you would expect. So great software, like I was saying, with all the little Motorola niceties. Um, the camera set is okay. Um, okay. It's actually some of the better. Uh, it's some of the better cameras I've used on a Motorola phone, and that is to That's say, a it's, big it's, caveat, but yes, correct. Yeah, <laughs> it's the asterisk asterisks on on it. So meaning takes great photos in um, 
good to great light and it kind of struggles in, in lower light, but it, it is nice. And that like a lot of, um, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, a lot like, uh, the seven, six, the, I'm sorry, like the, um, competing with a, a phone, like the, the fan edition from Samsung. Okay. Yep. And that it's in that same price range. Um, I think, you know, in this case, I think the Samsung has a better camera set. But if you're talking about just a phone that's a conversation piece, um, light on software, and just a pleasure to use, this is a phone I think just about anybody that's a fan of Android, a Pixel fan, somebody like that would really enjoy. Yeah, mm. I really, I keep mm. coming back to that phone. I do. I As much as I enjoy using, you know, it's it's great to be in a position where you get to use a whole bunch of different phones. But there's just something about it um, that I really like. And it's funny, it has a plastic back too, but I still, it just feels, it's got a weight to it, a heft. I know I'm just kind of going on gushing about it, but... Uh, that's that's why you're here. <laughs> that's literally your job description right now. So yeah, go and ahead. I, I, if Gush I remember away. right, when, uh, when the uh, Edge Plus came out, which was a Verizon exclusive, whereas this is an unlocked device that I'm using, I remember people saying when they had their hands on uh, that they were really impressed by the edge plus. And I mean, there's, it's the same thing with this phone. It really is. It's a baller device, especially for, I think you can get it off and on for like three ninety nine. when it came out, it was six ninety nine, I think. And, and it's been hovering around that five ninety nine, four ninety nine range, but around black Friday, I think this time of the year, you, you can get it for around $400. And at that price, it's a steal. Um, I will say I'm testing. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this, but I'm testing uh, Android 11 on it. Uh, with Mo- okay. Motorola's feedback network, and um, they've got a little bit of sorting to do, but I mean, the, the fact that it's getting it before the fan edition from Samsung that just launched, or before even any of their other devices, is something that gives me hope for Motorola, because that's one thing that was a caveat for me, too, with Motorola phones, the fact that um, software updates were not one of their strengths. So, we'll see how that goes, but I think it's promised to um, feature or, or release releases, so I guess 11 and 12. And then they've, okay, it's been pretty nice. good with the, uh, the the security updates too. So, you guys have any questions yeah. about it that I can answer for you? Um, no, good? I mean you cover you covered the accidental touches because that, like, to me, and 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 I know you and I are different in you know physique. I've got these sausage fingers that like. <laughs> Like, you know, it's like, I, I feel like, you know, whenever I want to like hold on to a phone and I reach over with my thumb, it feels like, like I, it kind of like if I were wearing a speedo and everything was flopping over, <laughs> that's kind of like how I feel. Try not to imagine that in your head. Trust me. Um, but like, that's kind of how I feel with like my thumb, um, touching the screen. And, but, but like my biggest thing is like, so let me just show you, like when I'm holding a phone, like, let's just say for, like, Call of Duty or something like that. I'm holding the phone like this, you know, fingers mm-hmm. on the top and stuff like that. And, like, when I reach over with my thumb, like, this part of my finger, which I... Oh, there it is. Like, this part is, is like, all, you know, pushy up against the screen. And that's the part that drives me nuts. I couldn't use the Samsung um, Fan Edition without a case like if i was doing if i was hold using this phone and I, I i tried to describe this during the review but i couldn't so now that i have a camera let me do it i had to use the phone like this <laughs> like you're poking you know? it with a stick <laughs> seriously i mean it was like it was just like so but so i'm 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 glad that you addressed that, but like, I was kind of actually interested. Like, I always go back to cameras and battery life. Those are like my oh. two big things. So, and you you already kind of talked about the cameras. A battery little bit. life How's is the battery incredible, life? actually, and I I found that to be the oh, case yeah? with just about every 765 based phone that I've used. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think again, it comes 
back with Motorola to that optimizing the software on, on top of the hardware. Just yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I can go if I'm not doing a power user style day where I'm just you know maybe I'm listening to a little music. The screen on time isn't huge. I can go easily go two days on that phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's. Hey, Mike, did you have any questions about the phone before uh, before we move on? No, not about the edge. But I actually want. I don't have any questions actually about the edge. Okay, that pretty well. Uh, I did want to go back because I haven't actually been able to see it. The the five uh, G UW the TCL one does that have a yep. waterfall screen as well? It does not. That is a flat screen. <sighs> yeah, the Pro has a has a yeah that was roll off screen. Yep. Yeah, that was my uh, that was like my downfall for it was just uh, yeah, it's interesting the distortion when you're watching a yeah, video. And that stuff. is a that is a flat screen. So I like is. that. It is like interesting right too because the, the 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 10 Pro and the Edge, even though that they have, they both have waterfall screens, like the radius of that of the where it comes off is so different. Like the like the 10 Pro is pretty thin, and it, and it's kind of a, it's a real tight just curvature. Yeah. I think with the 10 Pro, the Edge it it really is just it's like. It's like I'm trying to like get it in the camera here. It's like that. Like it just it really rolls off. Like you're definitely aware that it's there. It also makes it really nice to hold. I will say the one thing I I, I do with any of these waterfall screen ones, you know, a lot of these have like the Samsung style um, swipe in from the side, the little shortcuts. Which I completely turn that off on the Motorola because I was accidentally activating that, and I do the same thing with Samsung if it's a waterfall screen. I cannot stand it. So maybe that's how I'm avoiding some of the accidental touch stuff. That could maybe. be. Yeah. That could be. So, okay. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's kind of shift gears a little bit because we're actually 40 minutes into this thing already. Man. So that's, that's kind of cool. Um, the next thing that's kind of on the agenda was I got to sit down with um with adam levine adam b levine from coindesk not the guy from maroon 5 uh maroon 5 is that it but anyway yes that's right that's right so so homeboy has been running a podcast network over at coindesk um uh, entirely about cryptocurrency and um and so like when i came across him i'm like dude we need to talk (laughs) Because and I, and I think we had a really really great discussion like on like the state of cur- cryptocurrency and and kind of like what um, you know what it is. So about three years ago or so, when I was working with Android Authority, I became kind of like the cryptocurrency writer for a while there. How did that happen? And and so I don't know. <laughs> so we were we were chatting with uh, with Ryan. I was chatting with Ryan in Slack the one time. Mm. And and I'm just like Ryan St. Andrew, by the way. And so I'm just like I was telling um I was telling them, I'm like, you know, I've written like four articles over in Android Authority about like cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, and I have no idea what it is or how it works. <laughs> and, and and Ryan Ryan just piped in, he's like, Well, what's to know? And I'm like, what it is and how it works. <laughs> so like it's just so like I went into that like a complete moron and I knew nothing about it and we just had a really fascinating conversation all the way from Bitcoin ATMs to, you know, whether or not this is an investment or whatever. And I would like to point out that my article the 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 show notes on benefit of a had a leader image of a roller coaster as promised so 
<laughs> now I sent you guys both the the full interview. Um, what what were you guys thinking? Did you did you come off of that like knowing more about cryptocurrency than you did before? Yeah, I definitely learned a little bit more than I already kind of knew. My head still okay. hurts. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? But like, but I, one of the things about Adam is that he's been doing this for so long. He, I think he really had a very approachable mm-hmm. and easy manner about it. Like, you know, just the way like he was able to explain things. And, you know, we talked a lot about money and like, you know, just how money works in general and how cryptocurrency could fix that. And then one of the things that I think ended up on the the bonus version of the interview, I think I might have cut this out of the main version, was um, the idea of ownership on the Internet. You know, that's something that I became very keenly aware of. Um, I want to say like as long as seven or eight years ago, because there were a few prominent tech journalists that had their Amazon accounts suspended. Like, and it was right around, it was in the same like four or five month period. And they all wrote articles about like how they supposedly breached Amazon's terms of service and Amazon wouldn't tell them why. But as a result, they like lost all of the stuff that they had bought, you know, from Amazon, or I should say air quotes bought from Amazon because, you know, as, as we, as we may not be aware, and this is a PSA for anybody who listens to this, when you buy a movie on Amazon, you're not buying the movie. You're buying a license to watch, watch it, it mm-hmm. for as yeah. long as Amazon can provide it. And that could be, you know, it's probably going to be years. It could be a few days. Like, it just kind of depends on, like, it honestly, on like how... With digital stuff, it's, it's, the, it's the same thing as with, with physical media when you were buying a CD Technically, as far as the law is concerned, it's you're only buying like, yes, you are purchasing the physical media that you're using, you know, an an implement to listen to, but you're only Mm -hmm. buying the right to listen to that, which is why, like, if you destroyed your cassette, like, like an unwound in your tape player, you couldn't, you know, contact contact and be like, hey, I didn't know why. I broke my tape player. (laughs) <laughs> that's actually a very uh, that's actually a very good that's a very good point like if you do like damage a CD it's not like you can call mm-hmm. Metallica and say send me another <laughs> one because I own your music mm-hmm. you know but I, I feel like you might be able to call, call up Lars and do that though like Oh yeah I th- I'm sure Lars would be all over that <laughs> yeah, Imagine like totally. telephone customer service Lars he's just got like a bluetooth headset <laughs> Hello this is Lars <laughs> Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? This is Lars. How you doing? (laughs) Hey, Lars, I I, I actually scratched um, the Black Album. It's not called the Black Album, asshole. It's just called Metallica. All right. So anyway. um, You know, Weezer Weezer names their albums by color. Just just get on it. Yeah, right. Um, But anyway, so like, and the the one thing that he was pointing out, you know, in regards to all of this is that a a blockchain type system Mm -hmm could solve that ownership problem because then that would be an in, in unalterable permanent record that you own you know xyz media and then all a service mm. provider would have to do would be to tap into that blockchain and say okay yes he owns it i can show it to him that type of thing yeah. so it that was it was just it was an interesting it was an interesting turn to the conversation that i wasn't planning on <laughs> You know, because like I usually go into these things with like a series of questions that I want to ask. But like with crypto, I, I had nothing. I had nothing like uh, what's a Bitcoin. That was about the best I could manage. Um, 
because I just I didn't know anything about it. And um, side note, Leo Laporte, um, who runs the Twit Network, mm-hmm. the Twit Podcast Network, he uh, he did a, a was a Medium post or something. He did a few months back. Um, where like he was talking about how people ask him how he does interviews, and he's like, "I go into a room with smart people and I, I have a conversation with them, and that's how I do interviews." I'm like, "That's amazing," and that like justifies so much of my career now. <laughs> so, um, so hat tip to Leo uh, Leo Laporte. Mm-hmm. Um, so, did you guys have any other uh, things that you want to talk about cryptocurrency? Because I did want to talk about one more elephant in the room that happened this month. Um, before we go, well, I was gonna say how just a great week to pick that because Bitcoin has just been going up mm. this last week so much. Yeah, give it a give it a few days. And then I was <laughs> actually kind of surprised you didn't bring up, um, and probably could have been whenever you actually record the interview, mm-hmm. uh, the conversation about ownership with that woman who was suing Amazon. I believe that happened after. Our conversation. Uh, I yes. want to say, I want to say the interview was beginning of October ish. Okay, um, so and this was so, like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, so that right. hadn't happened yet. But yeah, but yeah, the, I definitely thought of that when I read that story. And did I did I put that into the podcast? I don't think I did. I don't think I had that in the in the the normal weekly podcast, huh? But anyway, um, I owe some shout outs to to patrons um starting with of course cliff because he's here and by the way he is legitimately a patron everybody so like i'm not just giving him a shout out because he's co-producer cliff he is actually legitimately a patron (laughs) and i have no idea why Uh, so So he pays you to do work for you yes he does and that's that's the beautiful part of our relationship so anyway so i'm gonna give a shout out to scott brady and neil wilson Johan Bretzky, Michael Kepper, thank you, and um, um, and Cliff Thomas, obviously, and Zachary Palmer, who is our other audience member for the evening. So thank you both. I'm going to th- say thank you directly. You can't see it, but I'm looking at the chat. I'm looking at your names in the chat when I say thank you both. Thank you, Cliff. Mike? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, hey, so not only... Am I paying you to do work for you? I'm also walking around as a billboard. Yeah, there you, you are. Go. Yeah, you right. are. Merch, baby. You got you got repping the merch. I appreciate that. So okay, so let's go ahead and transition over into the last planned thing I wanted to talk about. Tim Apple and the M1. So the last week we saw the launch, and again, this you know, when people are listening to this, it'll be two or three weeks ago. But last week we saw the launch of the M1. Mm-hmm. And we got a MacBook Air, a MacBook Pro, and a Mac Mini. And I did a story on those last week. And because I wasn't doing an iPhone review and I had to fill time. Uh, but no, <laughs> it, it, it was fairly significant. Um, and then, like, the reviews started to drop. And apparently, this thing is a screamer. I mean, it is, like, an insanely good chip. But then, this week, and we're going to talk about... I'm going to talk about this, you know, this coming weekend... But then this week, we saw a review come out from Forbes, which, okay, fine, Forbes, but still. Um, Forbes, king of the <laughs> clickbait. Right, right. And uh, you won't headlines. believe what happened next. Yes. Um, so anyway, so there was an article from Forbes. The nasty little the secret author. Apple doesn't want you to know about. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> oh man, it's in the training manual for Forbes. So you have to include the word nasty, <laughs> nasty in yes. somewhere. In, um, but anyway, nasty or surprise bonus points if you get if you put both in. But anyway, um, so no, there was a Forbes writer whose name escapes me, which I'm very sorry about that. I will mention it this weekend. And actually, if I went to my headlines, I could pull it up real quick. And why not? I've already delayed this long <laughs> enough, so I could just do this. Patrick Moorhead. And so Patrick has been putting the um, the M1, the MacBook Pro, through its paces, and I believe he got the base model of it. He was not an Apple-sanctioned mm. reviewer. I'm using air quotes there. But anyway, and what he did was he started commenting on all these different apps and services that he was trying to use on the MacBook, and... Es no bueno. So, and like a lot of his focus, and I saw this comment from David Ruddock, I believe, who who pointed out that like a lot of the people that did reviews on the M1 initially were bloggers, you know, were, you know, tech reporters like, like, like me and kind of sort of like Cliff and like, and like Mike. And so, and, and he pointed out that people in our line of work tend to live in web browsers. So like we do, we do a lot a lot of stuff in web browsers which is why oh that's the other thing I wanted to talk about and I guess we might have to extend the show a little bit I was going to say which is why when I got this new computer I was able to just basically set it down and start going like right away mm. there was no like real huge move in but so we'll talk about the new computer in a second but anyway um it, like but what 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 Patrick was doing was he was using a lot of enterprise apps like mm. Microsoft, like Microsoft Suite specifically, um, but there was a lot of other like not typical, you know, not Slack, not Discord, but more like you know, Pro Tools and Virtual Box, and he had a lot of Adobe stuff in there, which you know I know people that have been using Adobe stuff on the M1 and it's been okay, mm -hmm. but like Microsoft Teams and Docker and like basically apps that I've never really heard of because I don't work in an enterprise environment and I haven't in almost a dozen years. So, so like, as it turns out, you know, the M1, as much as everyone loved it, you know, as much as everybody's saying it's, it's an amazing, you know, chip that's like more powerful than anything that's ever been made. You know, this guy's like, eh, you know, not so fast, <laughs> you know, and I and a lot of that has to do with Rosetta 2 and its ability to properly interpret pretty much all of the apps that he's using because none of them were built by Apple and like very few of them have been built for Apple hardware in general, let alone a, a, a new ARM based chip. But anyway, so like and I and I plan to address this this weekend. So but I want to transition back to the Apple sanctioned reviewers. And the reason I'm using keep saying Apple sanctioned reviewers is if you read this article, the term Apple sanctioned air reviewers in air quotes is used a dozen times to imply the people that Apple picked. And of course, they're going to have a positive opinion about this, but that's really just not the case. But anyway, um, but a lot of people are saying like it, a lot of the reviews when they dropped last week gave me serious pause about like buying a Windows laptop because it's like, oh well, crap. Maybe this thing is amazing. Maybe I should just do that. But um, anyway, so I just want to. That's a long way to get to the point of this conversation. But 
I wanted to talk to let's let's ask Mike first because Cliff has been talking a lot recently. Let's ask Mike first. What do you think about the M1? Are you getting a new MacBook? And um, how are you how are you feeling about it in general? Okay. Well, I don't know about MacBook, but I definitely want to get a Mac because the last one I had was the 2011 MacBook Pro. You know, the unibody one with the with the DVD drive. <laughs> You mean the one that my wife is using upstairs right now because that's what her school issued to her in 2019? <laughs> I'm so sorry. With a DVD drive, no less. I mean, yeah. it is the first computer we've had in this house with an optical drive in almost a decade. <laughs> but anyway. I remember when that laptop actually looked svelte, too. <laughs> now you look at it, <laughs> and it's like, it. huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. doubt it. Um, but anyway, so go ahead, Mike. Um, so you're thinking about getting a new Mac, maybe like Mac, Mac Mini, possibly? Yeah, or? possibly a Mac Mini, because most of the time when I'm out, an iPad does just fine. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, they got some work to do. It's it, it just came out. Developers have had it since June. Was it June or May? Um. So so at WWDC, Apple debuted a kind of like a developer's kit. Yeah, Mac with the Mini. A14. Yeah, with the A14 in it. But like, I think the M1, that hasn't been in developer's hands. I mean, it was no. probably in a few developer's hands before, but like not, not in yeah. any official announced capacity. Gotcha. Yeah, so I mean, there's there's a lot to work on. Uh, the, the good thing is there, there does seem to be workarounds. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like, like the Microsoft suite, you could install the iPad version. Yeah. Because that's now an option. Well, <laughs> even I mean, the reviewers said that iPad iPad apps on the MacBook were not so good. <laughs> so, okay. Well, anyway, yeah. Yeah, you kind of stuck there then. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not jumping to get one right away. Okay. That's, right. that's, that's where I said. I'm waiting it out. And, and, you know, my words in, in, you know, to Cliff were, I don't, I'm not interested in beta testing Apple's first gen hardware. So, and, and like, I, I, I expanded upon this a little bit in, in the last episode, but like the main reason for that is not so much because I think Apple's doing a bad job, but it's more because like the computer that I get to replace my old MacBook would be my main computer. And like, I would have nothing to fall back on if, that fell short in a in a given area like let's say you know i find out it's not great at processing audio that's kind of a problem for a podcast <laughs> so and i like don't really have any other hardware that i could use that would be able to take up that slack i, I mean i've got an old lenovo thinkbook that i could potentially use but different conversation um so like i just couldn't take the risk that there would be anything that would fall short so and at the same time, you want to spend a th- at least a thousand dollars to maybe it doesn't work. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, right? maybe it works. Maybe I have to use the thing I was using before. Nah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's a bit much. It is. It is. So, how about Cliff? What, what, what's your uh, what's your temperature here? Well, so, having I'm an old Apple head, like going back to like even System Nine, um, mm-hmm. and so I went through the the days of the of the G4 and the G5 and then the transition over to Intel and using Rosetta with because back then you didn't have subscription software for um, the Adobe product of the, the Adobe suite so I was using the yeah. original creative suite on and you know on the Rosetta emulation and it was god awful 
So I'll let somebody mm. else have that fun. Although, <laughs> although it does seem like, like you're saying, a lot of people are benchmarking that the, the software that's like Adobe Creative Suite on, or I'm sorry, Creative Cloud stuff against yeah. Uh, yeah. the the same stuff on Intel. And even though it's running on Rosetta two, it's still at least matching um, what it's doing on on maxed out hardware. So that's impressive. Yeah, yeah I think. Um, Color me not surprised with some of the, the results that you've had with um because it's just it's never that that transition, no matter how well they prepared for it and how good Rosetta 2 is, is it's just it's never without its bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. So like you're saying, like I think the second generation um devices will the other thing is I it seems like they didn't really with this hardware, like they they didn't really change the heart the 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 design of the of the actual chassis to sort of take advantage yeah. of how thin and things like that you technically could make right? a, yeah i mean it's it, so so i would expect the next series of hardware to, to maybe be a little more optimized and, and sort of special for the you know for mm-hmm. that m1 the other thing i have to say this is one of those things that's kind of glaring though is look how far ahead they are where microsoft is who who has been doing stuff on arm as far as um their made their desktop operating system is concerned for what now like three four years with okay yeah just look how much how much farther along apple is out of the gate yeah yeah that's true i mean actually and there's like still stuff on arm windows laptops that are just kind of like eh, <laughs> you know any of the right. legacy stuff is just bad any of the 32-bit stuff you're just like mm, no yeah yeah I, I, or it just flat doesn't out work. doesn't install to begin with. Yeah, yeah, with. exactly. Yeah, so um, this is there's an interesting point that was made on a podcast I was listening to, and I wish I could give credit to who it was, but I can't recall. It might have been the Verge podcast, but this is very true. With the transition from the old G5 IBM risk based processors over to Cisk, with um, basically going to x86, Apple mm-hmm. was backed into a corner there because. Um, the thermals on the G5 were so hot that they couldn't fit it inside a MacBook Pro, so they were forced mm, to transfer okay. into to, to transition to Intel. This time, they yeah. chose to go with their own silicon. They did, um, but uh, Ars was it Ars Technica, I believe, had like kind of a graph showing the um, showing the power of the various A chips that Apple has developed compared to basically Intel chips of the same year and generation. Mm -hmm. And like the Apple is going up, like the performance values are going up at like almost like a 30 degree angle. Whereas Intel is like very much like almost plateaued. So, but then the question is like, you know, then they showed like the A14, which is right up where Intel was which is fine, except Intel was there like five years ago and hasn't moved up much since. So I have to kind of wonder if like Apple's going to plateau now that they've reached mm. that. You know, I I, I kind of wonder if like if there's any way that Apple's going to be able to force any more performance out of this hardware, and that that again will be answered when we get to Gen two. Yeah, I'll be really interested to see what they can do with a um, which I we may not see this anytime soon, but when they eventually get to like a, a pro level desktop. Uh, to mm-hmm. see when when yeah. they've got you know uh, a lot more um, cooling to work with, they can really push the thermals on it. You know to go and and the thing that's really limited right now too with uh, this first generation M1 is you can only like the I/O is limited. I think you can only do two USB-C ports 
Yeah. As far as the yes. and then and then uh, <laughs> you can only do 16 gigabytes of RAM, which honestly I think is probably fine for 90% of people. Um, probably. But yeah. it's definitely first generation hardware. I yeah. I remember when Apple first hired um so some silicon engineers and so you know that, that always goes where people kind of prognosticate on what a company is doing based on like their LinkedIn like <laughs> jobs that are out there or whatnot and they yeah. hired so I can't remember yeah, whether yeah, it yeah. was a company I think they actually bought the company as kind of an aqua hire thing and everybody was like hmm looks like Apple's doing their own arm hardware this could be interesting and this eventually became the A1 and so mm-hmm. on I think it's just really interesting how much more performance they get out of their ARM-based processors than something like like the the equivalent from like Qualcomm or Samsung. Yeah, some of that may yeah. have to, to be like literally the vertical integration and the optimization of the operating system specifically for mm-hmm. that hardware. Yeah, versus like you know Android on top of ARM or whatever. But it's just it, they really right. they, they they feel like they're like two years ahead of everybody else. The well and and the art one of the articles that I read uh, said they were actually thinking three years ahead of everybody. Well, I mean, they were so like, like one of the first to the yeah. five nanometer uh, die size mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. So it, it is just yeah. it's a very interesting time to be an Apple user. It is. It is. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I would have loved to have been an Apple user, but <laughs> unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know how you want to call it, but I guess I don't want to say unfortunately because that's obviously the exact wrong thing to say about a new laptop that I just bought, but I am officially an, an MSI user mm. because I picked up an MSI GL 75 leopard and it is, um, <laughs> it's funny cause both my daughter and my wife have looked at the, at the oscillating RGB keyboard, like, Ooh, I want that. <laughs> And I'm and I'm like, well, for the bargain price of just twelve hundred dollars, you can have it too. And my wife's like, no thanks. So, <laughs> but you'll notice I didn't say that about my daughter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like, no. So big shout out to to Cliff and to Ryan who both kind of helped me make this decision because honestly, when it comes to PC hardware, you know, I've been a I've been a Mac user for five years and I haven't bought a new laptop in almost ten. So like I just wasn't really all that up on like what was out there, and so like Cliff, uh, Cliff is, you know, he's the smartest guy in this room. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny it. Um, but like especially when it comes to like computer hardware and just like general, you know, electronic knowledge. No offense, Mike. I'm sure you're you're brainy, but anyway. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, so when it comes to stuff like that, like he was he was indispensable, and I and I mentioned that on the podcast as this coming weekend. So stay tuned for that. And um, so just a little preview as to what's coming up this weekend, which again, by the time most people are hearing this, it'll be three weeks ago, but um, I'm go into the thought process that kind of led me to ultimately picking this, this, this laptop. And I think that, um, I think that folks will enjoy hearing that. At least they'll enjoy hearing how much of an idiot I am. I mean, I think that's really what the main draw of this podcast is overall. So, um, but yeah, so it, we'll we'll t- I'll talk about that more on the weekend. And you know what? Let me get out my mirror finish um, TCL ten five G, and I'll I'll use that to reflect the pretty keyboard <laughs> onto the onto the webcam. And Ooh. oh, there you go. See, Ooh, look at crazy. that. Shiny. That's 
Yeah. And it's a 17-inch monitor, which, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I had a 13-inch monitor on my MacBook, and it was just like, holy God. You know, like, I'm impressed, though, that that is a 17-inch laptop that only weighs five and a half pounds. Like, I remember, I because I used to sell. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mine was like 10. Yes. I used to sell computers back in the day, and I remember, actually, if you've watched any of, like, Michael Fisher's videos, for, like, his old HP that he has. The 17 inch mm-hmm. HP that has the the Cordy on, or I'm not the the number pad on the side. That thing literally oh, weighed yeah. nearly 10 pounds. And I we used oh, to, I, I, I just I remember that computer so distinctly because I was just like beast. Yeah, but but then at the same time, this is also is it five and a half hours of battery life? I mean, it's like it's 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 actually really sad. Yeah, that part, like, yeah. That's, I mean, it's the discrete GPU and the giant power brick there. That that's sort of the hampers you. It's like the laptop's five and a half oh my pounds, God. and then your your brick is. Oh like my God, 10 the pounds. power brick! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, the it's power silly. brick! Okay, so, um, but anyway, so this coming weekend, I'm going to be posting the unboxing and first impressions of this laptop. And trust me, the the power brick gets a few minutes of of screen time because this thing is just a monster when it comes to like just size and weight and like, oh my God, I really hope I don't. I haven't tested to see if the one USB-C port on this computer has power delivery in it. I doubt it does, which is unfortunate. Um, But it actually um, should have on like the little silk screening on the side. If it does support that, it'll have that little... To be fair, it'd probably only be able to power your keyboard at that point. <laughs> that's true. That's that's true. But hey, I've got some I've got some Rav powered anchor like hardware here that's like pumping out sixty five watts. It should be able to. But no, but no, you're right. It's just like it's it's insane. So, but yeah, I mean, there's there's an HDMI out on this. There's a. Uh, two USB A's on this side and a USB C. There's two. There's one microphone port and one um, headphone headphone port jack which is nice and then there's a couple of usbas on this side and like the card reader the sd card reader it's a full-size sd card reader and it's the kind that you actually like push in and like locks Mm. in so like i I just i haven't had that ever and so that's like kind of a novelty to me um but uh but it's great it's been great like i've we've done this entire this entire show and you know my old macbook would have been like by now and like this one is not doing that it's it's definitely moving air i can feel that it's it's blowing some air but i can't i can't even hear the fans so that's pretty cool so true story uh throw it going back to that hp uh laptop that i was talking about my yeah this is actually my only like real celebrity encounter so this will be unless you're uh this this i guess i should say this age this dates me as far as my age and probably uh Adam as well, but Play from Kid and Play was a music oh, wow. producer. <laughs> I lived in Greensboro, North Carolina at the time, and I didn't know who it was. When like so, he bought a an open box, <laughs> one of those HP desktops, <laughs> which I'm happy to say I sold Tap on, which is the extended service. <laughs> this is a copy USA, nice. Yeah. And then he nice. returned it on me, that bastard. <laughs> but no, so no I, commission for so you. I, no, no commission. It was, yeah. You know, anyway, but what's funny about that is that so like the there was this big burly guy that worked in the warehouse, as most guys that work in the warehouse at uh, places like that are. Goes, yo, man, do you know who that was? I'm like, 
I have no idea. He's like, oh man, that's that's play, man. You sold a laptop to play. You know what? And then I would like, and of course it was like rudimentary Google back then. I didn't have a smartphone, but of course it was, a, I would have looked it up. I'm like, it totally was. Yeah, but he was wow, doing. Oh, that was. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Talk, well, well, speaking of play, um, Mike, thank you so much yes. for joining us this evening. We're, we're going to wrap things up. Um, I want you to, uh, you know, go ahead and roll out the red carpet for, uh, for you and, you know, tell people where we can find you. Mr. BenderTube on your YouTube channel and on the Twitters and all that. So by all means, share. Oh, certainly. You'll be able to find my channel at youtube.com slash BenderTubeOG and at BenderTubeOG on anything else. Nice. Instagram, Twitter. Do you have a TikTok account yet? No, I do not. You got to get on that. because. <laughs> Are you on the Instagram reels? Have you seen the Instagram reels? Have no, you done the, you gotta, have you done the feels? No, what is it? Fleets? The, the fleets. fleets. I did I've a couple done... fleets complaining about my coffee and my my deliveries. I'm going to do fleets complaining about fleets. So I did a fleet. That was the first um, one, of course. <laughs> I was actually going to. I was actually going to completely write off fleets, but then Daniel Bader from Android Central, friend of a show, um, kind of threw out a challenge to like all the tech journals out there. Like, I want to see your work from home space, like your your home office space. Okay. So I did. I did a terrible, terrible, <laughs> un. It was like my desk was dusty and like everything. It was like terrible um, fleet about like my, you know, my home office space. But I got to show off a table that I made in my sunroom. So I was I was happy about that. But it was gone in 24 hours. So I didn't care how Mm. terrible it was. (laughs) See, see. Uh, Okay, so let's wrap things up. Um, Bender, thank you very much for coming on. And Cliff, thank you very much for staying on um, because, you know. Love you, bro. Love you too. And man. Mike, love you, bro. <laughs> love you too. So, bro. and um, and as for the rest of my listeners, I love all of you very much as well. And we're coming into December, so let's get that holiday shopping going. Or if you are, if you don't celebrate, then let's just you know get Friday going. You know, whatever. You know, whatever. However, it works for you. But yeah, so we're rounding out the end of the year in isolation, probably. But um, but here's hoping for a better 2021. Um, but you know what? We have another Doubting Thomas where we can talk mm. about all that. So um, as, as for November 2020, it is in the books. And I thank you for listening and for giving all of us, the three of us, the benefit of the doubt. <laughs>